episode 205. Welcome to the Circle of Chi podcast, everyone. I am your host, Victoria Smith, creator of the Circle of Chi and hashtag natural marketer. Tonight, I'm going to explore the metaphysics and philosophy. Yes, I said philosophy. You're probably asking yourself, what does philosophy have to do with self-care, healing and becoming the best version of me? Just as physics deals with the laws that govern physical world, such as those of gravity or properties of waves, metaphysics describes what is beyond physics, the nature and origin of reality itself, the immortal soul, and the existence of supreme being. Opinions about these metaphysical topics vary widely, since that's what's being discussed can't be observed or measured, or even truly known to exist. So most phil metaphysical questions are still as far from the final answer as they were when Plato and Aristotle were asking them. So what are those questions that Plato and Aristotle explored and what is the historical idea of metaphysics? First we must know who Plato and Aristotle are or were. Aristotle was a Greek philosopher and polymath during the classical period of ancient Greece Taught by Plato, he was the founder of the Lyceum and Peripatetic School of Philosophy and the Aristotelian tradition. His writings cover many subjects including physics, biology, zoology, metaphysics, logic, ethics, aesthetics, poetry, theater, music, rhetoric, philosophy, linguistics, economics, politics, meteorology, geology, and government. Aristotle provided a complex synthesis of these various philosophies existing prior to him. It was above all from his teachings that the West inherited his intellectual lexicon as well as problems and methods of inquiry. As a result, his philosophy has exerted a unique influence on almost every form of knowledge in the West and it continues to be a subject of contemporary philosophical discussion today. Though Aristotle wrote many eloquent treatises and dialogues from publication, only around a third of his original output has survived, none of it intended for publication. Aristotle's influence on logic continued well into the 19th century. In addition, his ethics, though always influential, gained renewed interest in the modern advent of virtue ethics. Aristotle has been called the father of logic, among many other profound titles. Aristotle, as mentioned, was trained by Plato himself, and I'm not referring to the sticky goo-like matter we played with as kids. Plato was a Greek philosopher born in Athens during the classical period of ancient Greece, founder of the Platonist school of thought and, and the academy of the first institution of higher learning in the Western world. Plato was an innovator of the written dialogue and dialectic forms of philosophy. Plato was also considered the founder of Western political philosophy. His most famous contribution of the theory is the theory of forms, unknown by pure reason, in which Plato represents a solution to the problem of universals known as Platonism, also ambiguously called Platonic realism or Platonic idealism. He is also the namesake of the Platonic love and the Platonic solids. Although Socrates influenced Plato directly, as related in the dialogues, the influence of the Pythagoreans upon Plato, or in the broader sense, the Pythagoreans, such as Arachatus, also appears to have been significant. Aristotle claimed that the philosophy of Plato closely followed the teachings of the Pythagoreans, and Cicero repeated this claim. And Cicero, Cicero repeated this claim. I can't talk. They, all, they say, Plato learned all things Pythagorean. It is probable that both were influenced by Orphism or both believed in, this is a tricky one, guys, metempsychosis, which is transmigration of the soul. Pythagoras held that all things that are number and the cosmos comes from numerical principles. He introduced the concept of form as distinct from matter and the physical world as an imitation of the eternal mathematical world. These ideas were influential on Heraclitus, Pramades, and Plato. 
you probably know this concept as astrology. Now, we talked about the people that influence metaphysics. So what is metaphysics? Metaphysics, which is a branch of philosophy, is concerned with understanding and describing the nature of the world and being, approaching many of the same concepts as theology, but from a strict philosophical position that does not accept any reliance on a higher truth. Unlike theology, metaphysics relies on man's own rational ability to investigate the world. Certain metaphysical language problems and in issues of logic led to what many philosophers, uh, philosophers agree was its truth in the mid-20th century, which resulted in the birth of other modern philosophical inquiries such as deconstruction and ordinary language philosophy. Metaphysics as a plan is a brand... Metaphysics, as explained, is the branch of reality that studies the fundamental nature of reality, the first principles being identity and change, space and time, casualty, necessity, and possibility. It includes in questions about the nature of consciousness and the relationship between mind and matter, between substance and attributes, and between potentially and actuality. The word metaphysics itself itself comes from two Greek words that together literally mean after or behind or among the study of the natural. Metaphysics studies questions related to what is for something to exist and what type of existence there are. Metaphysics seeks to answer in an abstract and fully general manner the questions, what is there and what is it like? Topics of metaphysical investigation include existence, objects, and their properties, space and time, cause and effect, and the possibilities. Metaphysics is considered one of the four main branches of philosophy, along with epistemology, logic, and ethics. Metaphysics, metaf blah, blah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Metaphysics is one of the principal works of Aristotle in which he develops the doctrine that he refers to sometimes as wisdom, sometimes as first philosophy, and sometimes as theology. It is one of the first major works of the branch of Western philosophy known as metaphysics. Aristotle's metaphysics is considered to be one of the greatest philosophical works in, of all time. Its influence on Greek, on the Greeks, the Muslim philosophers, the scholastic philosophers, and even writers such as Dante was immense. At the heart of the book lie three questions. What is existence and what sorts of things exist in the world? How can these things continue to exist and yet undergo the change we see about us in the natural world? And three... How can this world be understood? By the time Aristotle was writing, the tradition of Greek philosophy was only 200 years old. It had begun with the efforts of thinkers in the Greek world to theorize about the common structure that underlies the changes we observe in the natural world. Two contrasting theories, those of the Her Herculatus and the Paramedius, were an important influence on both Plato and Aristotle. The word metaphysics is notoriously hard to define. 20th century coinages like metalanguage and metaphilosophy encourage the impression that metaphysics is a study of, of somehow goes beyond physics, a study devoted to, devoted to matter that transcend the mundane concerns of Newton and Einstein and Heisenberg. This impression is mistaken. The word metaphysics is derived from a collective title of 14 books by Aristotle that we currently think of, think of as making up Aristotle's metaphysics. Aristotle himself did not know the word. He had four names for the branch of philosophy that is the subject matter of metaphysics. First philosophy, first science, wisdom, and theology. At least 100 years after Aristotle's death, an editor of his works, in all probability, um, and um, of Rhodes titled those 14 books Tameta Te Fusica the after the physicals or the ones after the physical ones 
the physical ones being the books contained that we know now as Aristotle's physics. The title was probably meant to warn students of Aristotle's philosophy that they should attempt metaphysics only after they mastered the physical ones, the books about nature and the natural world. That is to say, about change, for change is the defining feature of the natural world. That is old metaphysics, according to Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy. They coined the term a new, new metaphysics. Philosophers have long recognized that there is an important distinction with the class of true uh, propositions. Distinction between those, those propositions that might have been false and those that could not have been false. Those that must be true. Compare, for example, the proposition that Paris is the capital of France and the proposition that there's a prime between every number greater than one is and its double. Both are true, but the former could have been false and the latter could not have been false. Likewise, there is a, distinct, a distinction to be made within the class of false pro propositions between those that could have been true and those that could not have been true, those that have to be false. So medieval philosophers supposed that the fact that the true propositions of the two sorts necess necessarily true and congenitally uh, true and the corresponding fact about those propositions showed that there were two modes in which proposition could be true or false, the mode of contingency and the mode of necessity, hence the term modality. Present-day philosophers retain that medieval term modality, but now it means no more than pertaining to a possibility and necessity. The types of modality of interest to metaphysicians fall into two camps, modality de re and modality de dicto. Modality de dicto is the modality of propositions. A dictum means proposition or close enough. If modality were coexistence with the modality de dicto, it would be at least a defensible position that the topic of modality belongs to logic rather than metaphysics. Indeed, the study of modal logics goes back to Aristotle's prior analytics. But many philosophers also think that there's a second kind of modality, modality de re, the modality of things. The modality of substances, certain and perhaps of things in other ontological categories. The status of mobility de re is undeniably a metaphysical topic, and we assign it to the new metaphysics, because although one can ask model questions about things that do not change, God, for example, or universals, a large proportion of the work that has been done in the area of concerns of the model features of changing things. There are two types of modality de re. The first concerns the existence of things, of human beings, for example. If Sally, an ordinary human being, says, I might not have existed, almost everyone will take her have stated the obvious truth. And if what she has said is indeed the truth, and then she exists contingently. That is to say, she is contingent a being a being who might not have existed. A, necess a necessary being, in contrast, is a being of which is false that might be and not have existed. Whether any objects of ne necessary beings is an important question of model metaphysics, some philosophers have gone as far to say, maintain that all objects are necessary beings since necessary existence is a truth of logic in what seems to have to be the best quantified model logic. Pretty amazing how they can coin these terms and that we use these terms in a totally different way today. Um, to, to say that Sally might not have existed really makes you question what is her existence. So the second kind of modality de re concerns the properties of things. Like the existence of things, the possession of properties by things is subject to model qualification. 
If Sally, who speaks English, says, I might have, have spoken only French, almost everyone will take that statement to be no less obviously true than her statement that she might not have existed. And if, if what she has said is indeed true, then speaking English is a property that she has only continuously con or only accidentally done. Additionally, there may be properties which some objects have es essentially. A thing has pro property essentially if it could not exist without having that property. Examples of essential properties tend to be controversial, largely because the most plausible examples of a certain object po possessing a property essentially are only as plausible as his theses that the object possesses those properties at all. Example. If Sally is a physical object, if a psychology... as physical as supposed, then it was very plausible for them to suppose further that she is essentially a physical object. But it's controversial whether they are right to suppose that she is a physical object. And, of course, the same thing can be said. Mutus mutandus concerning dualist and the property of being a non-physical object. It would seem, however, that Sally is either essentially a physical object or essentially a non-physical object. And many find it plausible to suppose that she has the property not being a poached egg, essentially. Moreover, Stanford Psychology of Philosophy suggests, if it, is a if it is natural both to pair and to oppose time and space, it is also natural to pair, to pair and to oppose the mental and physical. The modern identity theory holds that all mental events or states are a special sort of physical event or state. The theory is, among other virtues, but we nevertheless exhibit a natural tendency to distinguish the mental and the physical. Perhaps the reason for this is epistemological. Whether our thoughts and sensations are physical or not, the kind of awareness we have of them is a radically different sort, sort from the kind of awareness we have the flight of a bird and the flowing of streams. And it seems to be natural to infer that the object of one sort of awareness are radically different from the objects of the other. That the inter interference of logically invalid, no barrier to its being made. Whatever the reason may be, philosophers have generally supposed that the word concrete partic uh, particulars can be divided into two very different realms, the mental and the material. If one takes the view of things, one faces philosophical problems that modern philosophy has assigned to metaphysics. Wow. What a tongue twister for all that. But if you, if you what I what I've read to you, which is the Stanford's Encyclopedia of Philosophy, what that means is what we think is what we know and what we know is what we see. The physical and the mind are two separate entities. However, the mind triggers what we see. So if what we see is not real, then how can we explain what we see? Does that make sense? Don't think so. Basically what they're saying is, how do we know what we see is real? How do we know what we hear is real? If these are physical things and physical attributes, then philosophically... Is your mind tricking the brain, which triggers the physical? Or is the brain triggered by the physical? Hard analogy, but you kind of get the idea. Muddling through all this historical references of metaphysics, we must now understand how metaphysics and philosophy can heal the mind, body, and soul to help us become the best versions of us. Metaphysics today can be described as a philosophy that maintains we live in a spiritual universe, that we are, are energy beings, and that our world is mentally caused. Knowing this truth is the key to your happiness. Using metaphysics, you can heal your life. 
Whatever you think daily materializes your own experience here and now. You're creating your own destiny in accordance with what you think day by day. Everything, and I mean everything, that enters your life is the expression of some belief in your own mind. The home you live in, the work you do, the people you meet, and the amounts of weight you carry. Everything in your life is a direct product of what you, what you are thinking and believing. So if we go back to the philosophy that the mind triggers the brain, then your thoughts, your words, your impressions all trigger the physical. That being the home you live in, the work you do, the people you meet. Your beliefs determine the way you think and your thoughts are a form of energy. Again, your thoughts are a form of energy that is radiated out into the universe, bringing back to you its exact likeness. So what you think is bad is going to be bad. If you think it's going to be good, it's going to be a good. Getting your car going to work in the morning, you think, oh gosh, I'm going to get stuck in traffic. Well, lo and behold, you're going to get stuck in traffic. So if you leave your house in the morning knowing that it's going to be a good drive to work, it's going to be quick, easy, it's going to be quick and easy. So when you think it, it becomes true. Learning how this works and having the tools to make the changes can help you to let go of the pain, problems, negative relationships, and hardship of all kinds. Using metaphysics, you can heal your life. Metaphysics changed my life because it changed the way I think, the way I feel, the way I believe. I witnessed it change. Hey everyone, don't forget you still have an opportunity to participate in the Manifest Your Dreams um, project by Circle of Chi. The Manifest Your Dreams project is about manifesting your actual dreams. It's not about manifesting your um, your future. It's, it's a, a tool that I developed or put together, not really developed. It was really kind of mimicked off of the things that I've seen. Bottom line is it is a project that gives you tools to help you journal about your dreams, understand what those things in your dreams mean, and help you to explore the answers to what your dreams are telling you. So for $34.95, go to circlechi.com and click Manifest Your Dreams, and it will take you right to the purchasing panel. For $34.95, you get a journal book, a guidebook of explanations on how to do the project, a meditation, um, essential oil by plant therapy from our partners at CurHerbalLife.com. Um, and of course, you get access to all the online articles that I've put together related to the topic of manifesting your dreams. Again, circleitchi.com, manifest your dreams, $34.95. Please get involved. I only have about 12 kits left before I have to reorder. So please get on that and get your order in today.
an age-old method of changing the circumstances of our lives for the better by changing the way we speak and the way we think. It is a method that brings us into alignment with what we want instead of what we don't want. It is a way of expanding our view of reality and getting knowledge that will empower us to awaken the true potential we all have within us. It is a new way of looking at the world that allows us to blast through limitations, worry, and fear. Learning how the universe works and about its natural laws allows you to change the way you think, thereby changing outer circumstances of your life. Using metaphysical principles can be truly life-changing, and once learned, the techniques can be applied throughout your life for any problem at all. If you like to get a glimpse in the universal laws of metaphysics, please go back to episode 107 episode 107 of the circle of chi podcast i talked heavily about the principles of the universal laws as a reminder the universal laws are the law of attraction the law of substitution the law of intention the law of cause and effect and the law of forgiveness these metaphysical principles can be used to in increase self-esteem heal relationships get on better with all those around you Get what you want out of life instead of more of what you don't want and change any area of your life that you aren't happy about. Again, it goes back to mind over matter, which ironically, philosophy that Aristotle was talking is that metaphysics is more of what we can't see, what we can't feel. Which is why it's so hard to prove and disprove the many topics of metaphysics. All this relates to what we know now as metaphysical healing. Metaphysical healing is based on the belief that negative mental patterns left unchecked can eventually result in the physical disease or illness. And that the reversing of those negative mental patterns into positive patterns can turn, turn lead to healing. The Western medicine dismisses the notion of metaphysical healing. There's little doubt about the connection between mind and body. Doctors routinely tell patients to keep spirits high while supporting visitors from home and front visits from family and friends, understanding that anything that makes a patient feel better mentally or emotionally aids healing. Depression, on the other hand, tends to slow healing. I believe the best known modern proponent of metaphysical healing is by Louisa Hay. Her books have sold tens of millions of copies and translated in 29 different languages over 35 countries. She began teaching techniques for it in the 1970s. Hay had an opportunity to put her techniques to the test when she was diagnosed with vaginal cancer and subsequently claimed to heal herself. Most who support metaphysical healing do not believe in shunning Western medicine, but do believe that illness is a byproduct of unhealthy mental patterns. And if the byproduct is simply removed by doctors, but the uh, causation remains, the illness will return. Therefore, those who believe in those choose to re take responsibility for their well-being as much as possible. This type of healing has been practiced in one form or another throughout history. Shamanic practices relied heavily on patient believing in shamanic the, the belief that the shaman had the power to throw out illness. Believing soul 
Once a ritual was performed, the patient was often healed. When metaphysics is explained, the most popular among the Western world is crystal healing. Crystals, fossilized minerals, are, are believed to contain, excuse me, contain several healing properties. From, being, from bringing peace of mind to fighting depression. The list seems to be endless. A lot of celebrities are using them and vouching for the efficacy. They have also been used in ancient forms of medicine and by priests to align the body with the chakras. And now, using crystals as an effective form of practicing self-care is becoming incredibly popular. Scientifically, there is no science backing the power of crystal healing in treating or curing conditions. However, using crystals can be very relaxing as they induce a sense of relaxation and environment. So before we go into more into crystal healing, let's go back to the shamanic healing. If you're like me, you like to see different depictions of things um, through the eyes of Hollywood. Um, I'm a fan of Yellowstone TV program and... Um, you recently got to see um, the episode where he is being led by um, the tribal Indians of the area to release um, what is to be considered his past and understanding the meaning of the wolf. Um, it was very meaningful because if you watch that episode and he going through almost 48 hours of this traditional uh, releasing mechanism of the, of the Native American culture there. And, and you get to get a glimpse of how our body, as it goes into um, a very deep state of cold, can then trigger thoughts and fear, and thus triggering an example of why, uh, what's the best way to put this, why sometimes pain can trigger us to remember some of the most important things of our life in our past lives as well. You know, that character is, is depicted as a um, soldier who comes back from Iraq watching his brothers and sisters die um, in, by IEDs and things like that. And he, he makes it back. But then he comes back to a family that is so damaged by control of that area and, and he is seen to be the, the warrior for his family. He then separates and goes to his, uh, his wife, who is a, a cultural Indian, that believes the white man has shunned the, the Indians, which is true. And so you, you collide those two worlds and you see him accepting the truth that what he has done has affected his overall well-being. And that's important in, the, in this idea because... When we talk about mind over matter, that depiction that Taylor Sheridan brought us in that episode of Yellowstone can, can really open your eyes to how we as Americans or Westerners, as they refer to us, take advantage of medicine and nature and natural holistic things those indians use traditional methods of using mother earth and father sky as i've talked about heavily in, in my in my podcast in the past and, and that simply goes back to aristotle's teaching of mind over matter sometimes the cosmos align and bring you what you need to see and when we talk about it through the the full moon meditations or the new moon meditations that we do today that is very popular among celebrities Forget celebrities. Think about it for yourself. When you, when you take the idea of Aristotle's mind that if mind oversees matter, then how do we see and hear things that we don't know are there? Example, the idea of ghosts. Are ghosts real? Well, the question, some would say yes, some would say no. But how do we know that they're real or not real? It's all a depiction of your mind, what your mind sees. So just like ghosts and just like shamanic healing, now I can go into the crystal healing and the methodology behind it. You know, crystal healing is, is to some is, is a farce. Some would say, 
how in the world do putting crystals on your body release energy to heal you? Well, scientifically, there's no science backing the power of crystal healing in treating or curing conditions. However, using healing crystals can be very relaxing and they can induce a sense of relaxation in the environment. According to some experts, crystals act as a power, hold for healing, and they allow positive, fruitful energy to flow into your body and do away with negative, toxic energies. Like other forms of alternative therapy, crystals work by channelizing your energy levels, thereby focus and healing your body from the inside out. Crystals also carry the power to induce a placebo effect in the body, which is scientifically proven to help medical treatments. These healing rocks and crystals have their particular vibration and frequency, which arise from the molecular composition. From the way they move and interact, these vibrations and energies work in benefiting and uplifting our mind, our mood, and our health in a considerable manner, often in the way essential oils and aromatherapy work. Acting like a magnet, it can absorb the negative energies and welcome fresh vibes into your mind. Through a greater understanding of the chakras and the powerful energy that swirls within you, one can strengthen their ability to find truth. By knowing the proper foods to strengthen each chakra, you can energize your mind, body, and spirit by doing so. The power is within you to uncover the magnificence that's within your soul that can lead you to a greater spiritual awakening. Finding your flow through your chakras is a top-notch guide to understanding the balance of your chakras. You will get better information about seeking truth and understanding, going within to find your answers, Understanding the seven chakra system and their needs, herbal teas, herbs and spices, and their benefits, and the final thoughts and references that was used to create this, this ebook. Download Finding Your Flow Through Your Chakras from breathofenergyahealing.com. You can order here or you can order on Amazon.com. Again, that book is Finding Your Flow Through Your Chakras, an ebook presented by Breath of Energy Healing. Author Joanne Kessler, an empath a spiritual healer, a life coach, and sound healer. Joanne's website is breathofenergyahealing.com and there you can find her services, meditations available for $1.99 download that are great for you when you're on the go. Truth of Self Meditation and Heart Space of Love Meditation are available for $1.99 download on her website as a spiritual life coach, energy sound healer, and yoga Joanne helps those who seek answers through spirit and energy. We all carry energies that alter our state of mind, causing imbalances in our life. Joanne can help you balance these energies and bring you to a positive state of mind. Joanne will help you awaken to the magnificence that is within your soul. Visit breathofenergyahealing.com to contact Joanne about getting a private session or requesting a corporate workshop or private workshop at your retreat centers. Have you guys heard the news? The Circle of Chi social network has officially opened. After so many trials and tribulations, I can finally say that the first phase of the network is open. The first 100 people to sign up as a member of the Circle of Chi social network, if you are a business or a practitioner of any kind, you will get a $25 credit towards advertising across the entire Circle of Chi network. That's the social network, that's the podcast, that's the blogs, that's the website, it's everything chi. <laughs> so I want to just put that out there. If you would like to join the Circle of Chi social network, go to community.circleofchi.com and sign up. It's free for everyone. And I hope you will grow with me and I hope you will continue to focus on becoming the best versions of you.
metaphysics, nature of reality, the first principles of being, identity and change, space and time, uh, causality, necessity, and um, possibility, the idea that crystals carry vibrational energy is a plausible and their energy can heal the mind and body. If crystals vibrate at the same pitch as humans, they realistically maximize the healing abilities we already have. Because of this comforting feeling, when you place a crystal in the body, it helps you connect better and feel at ease. Balancing crystals can also help match the misaligned energy levels in your body. Ironically, with the number of crystals and gemstones produced around the world, how do you know which ones of these work best for you? Well, there's a few overalls. Amethyst has been found to hold powers which are extremely beneficial for instances, intestines, and digestive problems. Stone like green um, advertine is a good to promote cardiac, cardiac, cardiac wellness, can't saw that word, while healing rocks like yellow topaz clear up mental blocks and provide clarity. According to Michelle Thompson, a certified life coach and a, five, a Thrive Global contributor, says, it, says these are among the top 10 crystals. Number one, emerald. The beautiful green stone is said to be helpful for any um, afflictions involving the mind. Also said to be a love stone and the emerald can promote love and harmony. What a good way to start our month of March when we're getting ready to go into nothing more than St. Patrick's Day. Being Irish is very important to me. <laughs> Moonstone, known as the women's health stone. Oh, here's another one. Hyaluronic. The moonstone protects during pregnancy and controls things such as the hormonal balance and menstrual cycles. Rose quartz, number three. This lovely pink stone is said to be the protector during childbirth. Rumor has it, it, it can increase sexual function and slow down the aging process. Aquamarine, those who are experiencing grief could benefit from this stone and it could also help you understand complicated situations. Diamond, the most famous stone is the diamond. It is, um, it is and could also increase personal clarity. Mother of Pearl, the name almost says it all. The stone is a protective stone and it imitates the love of a mother. Opal, oh, my birthstone. The opal is said to make you see more possibilities and discover a broader view. When you feel trapped in a situation, this stone is said to have a, feel, a freeing effort. Ruby, just as the color signifies, the ruby is a stone of love. It is rumored to open the heart and help a person overcome fear. Sapphire. If you, if you are carrying around a lot of mental baggage and you do not have mental clarity, you could use this lovely blue stone, maybe as a necklace, to help you clear your mind. Tazanite. When you are facing many changes and challenges in your life, you might need to bring Tazanite into your life. It is said to uplift and open the heart. Well, those are an amazing list of crystals, but like crystal, scientific research into the mind-body connection continues to provide further evidence that the body and mind are interconnected. These findings bolster many ancient claims stating that, the, that full and long-lasting healing can occur when the mind and body are, um, and spirit are treated. Metaphysics is all, of, all philosophical, but at the same time, it can evoke major changes. Metaphysical healing encourages encourage your spirit to heal your body. So if you believe that you can change your way of thinking, change your way of feeling to change the way you feel, then you're on the right track with metaphysics. If you don't believe this as a reality, then you probably need to dig deeper into what is really causing that misconception to you. When I started studying metaphysics, which is now eight years ago, heavily, um, obviously post my mother's death of cancer, it made me realize that unless I open my mind to new things and new ways of thinking, that I'm always going to be stuck in the same pattern. And when I began doing this, I realized there was much more to me. And it's ironic that I'm here talking to you on the Circle of Chi podcast, which is all about energy. Chi is energy. And the energy that we put out there 
for each other helps us to grow. And chi, energy, is derived by material things through our mind, our body, and our spirit. Native Americans, shamans, all believe that using Mother Nature and Father Sky, that we can heal ourselves by using the mind as a way to release the pains of our physical body. Our physical body is made up of different layers and those different layers allow us to balance those energies in different ways. You know, that's a very hierarchy topic that you must study and but you need go to the circle of chi blog and you can read a lot of articles relating to the chakra system the chakra system is is fundamental in in the ways that we as human beings are using energies that are derived from words by our thoughts and those energies and the chakras that balance each other help maintain a structural um, balance. I, I keep using the word balance, but it's all about balance. When you have balance or you have consistency in your life, then you have control. And when you have that control, you have the means of doing anything. And I mean anything. If a person living with cancer is told that they have three months to live and they live those next three months in fear, then they will die. But if that same person takes in metaphysics and uses the reteaching of the brain to say, I can overcome this, I will survive, believe it or not, they will survive. And I use that as an example because there's so many people out there today that are, that are given a death sentence that is not necessarily a death sentence. Modern Western medicine, in conjunction with philosophy, can balance the way that you change your health, your self-care, your own healing. And when you do that, you will see a drastic adjustment in the way that your body reacts to fear the way your body reacts to pain the way your the way your body reacts to life Our hearts are aching, our spirits are wounded, our lives are in need of God's healing. Wrap us in your loving arms, Lord. Quiet these uneasy feelings. Give us your strength. Show us the way. Let the healing start. Breathe new life into our souls and new joy into our hearts. Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so, so much seek to be consoled as the, to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is pardoning that we may be pardoned, and it is the dying that we are born to eternal life. Archangel Uriel of peace, angels of peace, I accept the gift of peace. In my heart, in my soul, in my spirit, in my body, in my mind, 
make me an instrument of God's peace. Archangel Uriel and the angels of peace, I accept the gift of peace in my heart, in my soul, in my spirit, in my body, in my mind. Make me an instrument of God's peace. Archangel Uriel and angels of peace, I accept the gift of peace in my heart, in my soul, in my spirit, in my body, in my mind. Make me an instrument of God's peace. of living with lupus and they say you're going to live the rest of your life in pain. It's not necessarily true. I live with lupus every day, but I don't have the pain that some of my friends that live with lupus deal with. I live my life knowing that if I want that pain, that pain will be there. If I don't want that pain, that pain won't be there. And when you think the same way, that pain won't be there. You know, I wake up every day and there's something new going on with my body. Is stress causing it? Um, is, is depression causing it? Is the anxiety causing it? All of these topics are all about what the mind tells you. And when your mind tells you, oh, I feel sick today, you're going to feel sick today, people. So wake up. Wake up to the idea that your thoughts direct your life. That thought is an energy that is put into the atmosphere that drives your surroundings. And again, going back to the example, if I get in my car, I'm going to feel that I'm going to have a clear, consistent path with no headaches along the way. And I'm going to get to work in my 30 minutes allotted. By God, you're going to do it. <laughs> it's not hard. It's not hard to understand. But that's what metaphysics is, guys. Metaphysics is exploring the unknown. Metaphysics is philosophically <laughs> an idea that Aristotle and Plato, among others, the Pythagoreans, among many, you know, these are ideas. These ideas are open for discussion and open for debate, but they're not all going to have the same result. If everything had the same result, life would be boring, right? <laughs> so take into consideration that changing your mind, changing your thought pattern, changing your energy, which is what metaphysics is, metaphysics is chi, <laughs> then you will become a better version of you, just like I did. Well, guys, I hate to go off on a preaching session, but, you know, I just wanted to put that out there. I mean, all of these topics of metaphysics come from philosophy. Don't be afraid of philosophy. It makes you think. It makes you go, huh? That's what we want you to do. to introduce the only Vibro Hydro Acoustic Healing Meditation Table in the state of Tennessee. Allow yourself to holistically immerse within multiple synchronized advanced state-of-the-art technologies along with ancient healing modalities. This delivery system vessel reduces stress, alleviates physical pain, creates a space for deep meditation and resonance within your body that is needed to release energies you have physically and psychosomatically attached to. Reach higher levels of consciousness while connecting to the divine field of love within your heart space. Visit MyHealingMatrix.com to find out how you can 
experience of this state-of-the-art technology. quality organic and natural based products but not able to get to a local shop? Carhurbanlife.com may have what you need. California Urban Life has aromatherapy and accessories, health and beauty products, baby and children products, including green toys, plus a mix of hand-selected food and beverage brands, household cleaning, household decor, kitchen needs, and of course, hand-picked pet care suppliers. All available at C-A-H-E-R-B-A-N L-I-F-E dot com. Shop now and use code CIRCLE21 at checkout to save 10% off your first order. Again, C-A-H-E-R-B-A-N-L-I-F-E dot com and use CIRCLE21 at checkout. But until next time, live your life in gratitude for you. Bring your energies in line with the divine. Good night, Godspeed, blessings, and love and light to you all. Be sure to catch the next episode of the Circle of Chi podcast on all your favorite podcasting channels, Amazon Music, iTunes, Spotify, and many more.